Happy Halloween. This is Kelsey. This isn't a full episode of Good People by any means, but just a little treat, a little snack on this Halloween. Um, I wanted to share with you a story that I wrote when I went to spend the night in Castle Dracula all by myself. This was back in 2005. I was went to Romania specifically to spend the night in this castle. I did a bunch of other things as well when I was there, but... Um, I think about the story every Halloween. I'm I love vampires. I love the literary form of vampire. I love the movies, the vampire movies, uh, you name it. So uh, it's kind of embarrassing to go to Romania just because of uh, you know Dracula and vampires, but that's why I went there. So this is actually one of my first pieces I've I wrote um, that got published in different travel columns I had at small newspapers across the country. And this one actually got picked up by a paper in Chicago. And it won the interest of an editor at the Christian Science Monitor, who later kind of uh, published multiple pieces of mine, my first kind of big, my first big boy clips in the in the writing world. So uh, anyhow, this uh, piece is simply called Castle Dracula, and I'll read it for you now. <clears throat> My shaking hands are cold and sweaty. They snake through my backpack, searching desperately for the leather pouch. Got it. Phew. Now what? I am ashamed of myself for unzipping the pouch as I seek security from the tools within. After all, I am a grown man. Counting eight lethally sharp ends, I sigh. Steaks. Check. From the lid of the pouch, I dump out two items. Garlic. Check. Cross. Check. When my brother gave it to me, he had joked, you can't go without an emergency vampire kit. Three weeks earlier, standing in my parents' kitchen, I had held up the tiny clove of garlic and the smallest cross for all to squint at. I'll be all right as long as the vampires have a very keen sense of smell and sight. The warm, brightly lit kitchen filled with laughter. No one is laughing now. I am alone in the cold, dark silence of Castle Dracula, a half-day's travel west of Bucharest, Romania, haunted by boyhood nightmares. I have no vampire repellent Snoopy sheets to pull over my head, no fearless teddy bear by my side, and no parent to conduct the nightly vampire sweep. The castle was not part of any myth or legend. Dracula is as real as this castle. He wasn't a vampire, but a tyrant named Vlad Tepish who did a lot of bad things to a lot of people over 600 years ago. This spot on a razor edge ridge above the Argus River was the perfect place to build his castle. Over the years, it saw bloody invasions and his wife jumping from the nearby tower to her death. Bram Stoker, the author of the novel Dracula, was inspired by Vlad's evil doings. The low-lying crumbling walls of the castle faded into the night. When I switch on my flashlight, the world shrinks down upon me. I can see only what is illuminated. The rest of the castle is in dancing shadow. From one of the remaining towers, I listened to the night, a large void defined by a light breeze. I had planned on staying awake until midnight, the witching hour. But the cold forces me to seek the warmth of my sleeping bag. I'm going to chime in here with a bit of an editorial. Um, Vlad was actually known as Vlad the Impaler. And he got that name by taking large stakes and sticking them through people as they were alive and planting them in the ground and they would squirm to their death. So I probably had to tone it down a little bit for the audience I was writing about. So there was that. <laughs> and also uh, the part about the witching hour. Um, where is it? I lost my place here. Um, 
I planned to read, I had photocopied, because this was back in 2005, the pages, the scariest pages from the Dracula uh, novel. So it was um, Dracula running up and down the, um, the castle wall and Jonathan Harker seeing it for the first time. So it might not have been the scariest part, it was the most castle-related part, and just kind of how, how spooky that was. So that's what I planned to read, but once I got there and it was cold and dark, I kind of abandoned that idea. So um, let's see, where was I? My mind is restless. Besides the imagined threat of vampires and a 500-year-old ghost tyrant, there's the all-too-real there's the all-too-real threat of the area's many curious inhabitants, bears and wolves. I adjust a sleeping bag so it covers my entire face and think of warm oceans, colorful fish, and puppies. I sleep. Footsteps. There they are again, getting closer and faster. Surely a nocturnal hunter, a fantasy, history, a reality, bounding down upon me. As the rising and falling in my chest increases, so does the noise. I hold my breath and it stops. My thoughts are filled with echoes of the overactive imagination of my youth. Bloodthirsty vampires, soul-seeking ghouls. I'm eight again. In one hand, I hold a pencil. The other slowly unzips my sleeping bag, closer and faster. I throw the bag off of me and whirl around to confront my fears. My eyes search the dilapidated ramparts for bears, wolves, vampires, and ghosts. Darkness stands still all around. The noise has stopped. Crawling back into my bag, I notice a certain noise when my chest rises to meet the inside of the sleeping bag. The hair rustles against the nylon fabric into a paranoid eight-year-old spending the night in Castle Dracula. It sort of sounds like a monster's footstep. I laugh to myself and loosen my grip on the emergency vampire kit. I guess this eight-year-old is going to have to get used to having chest hair. This is a quote from Bram Stoker. No man knows till he has suffered from the night how sweet and how dear to his heart and I the morning can be. That's how it was for me, for sure. The mist clings to the mountainside, lingering fingers of the cold night. I walk to the tower and stare out to the valley, the mountains in the east silhouetted by the first rays of light. Everything is quiet. The Argus River, which has carved this dramatic pass into the mountains, trickles below inaudibly. It has long been dammed and now remains a shadow of its former self. With the passing of time, rivers lessen, castles crumble, history blends to legend, legends become myth and little boys become grown men with hairy chest. So that is my Castle Dracula story. Um, so yeah, it was uh, I went from Bucharest by train to the nearby town. I don't even remember what the nearby town was. And I spent the night in that nearby town. And on the way to the town on the train, people were crossing themselves. And this so reminded me of Jonathan Harker in his carriage with local folks who are crossing themselves um, as they're on their way to, you know, through um, Transylvania. And what I've discovered was that when they go by churches, uh, every time they went by a church, they would cross themselves. So it wasn't because they were, like, afraid of vampires, which is, you know, I'm sorry. If you're from Romania and you're listening to this, i just I just like to apologize for my maybe 20... 23, 24-year-old self for traveling to your country just because of vampires. And so, yeah, I spent the night, and, you know, with my travels, I also, especially then, had to travel on quite the budget. 
So I spent the night in a room that pretty much had bed bugs, and it, I couldn't sleep, and I slept on the floor, and it was a horrible night of sleep. And then the next morning, I got up and um, found a taxi that would drop me off in the middle of nowhere. And this is actually a place that people go, uh, this castle. It's called the Ponary Castle, I think, P-O-E-N-A-R-I. And uh, it was where, you know, Vlad the Paler is what I said it was. And But there's steps that go up there, and... It um, there's been some type of tourism around there. Some when I was there, there were people who were coming to um, spend. There were there's some people that visited, uh, not very many. I mean, we're talking fewer than ten people. And so uh, I didn't pass anyone when I walked up there. I basically spent the whole day there. And towards the evening, because I wanted to spend a night there alone, and I take it you're probably not supposed to do that. Um, there, I mean, there was no one working a gate, it was just steps walking to the castle. And um, so at nighttime, it was getting close to night, and some um, two couples kind of came up, and I'm like, uh-oh, what am I gonna do? And I hid, <laughs> I just remember. I climbed out of the castle, kind of onto the steep, and kind of hid in some vegetation. And how ridiculous this was. I was slowly losing my mind. It was like Leonardo DiCaprio in the movie The Beach. I was slowly losing my mind. And they eventually left, and then I went to the castle, and I didn't set up a tent. I just slept underneath the stars. And the next morning, I walked out of that castle, and um, some guy, uh, I was down the steps, walking alongside the road, hitchhike, getting ready to hitchhike back to somewhere. And um, a guy was just walking past me, and he said he was talking to me, and he wanted something. And I had heard that sometimes you have to pay an entrance fee to get to the castle. I don't know what he wanted, but I, if I remember correctly, I did give him some money. So he was probably just t talking about the weather or something. I don't know what he's talking about. And here's like this uh, American vampire hunter just gave him some money and went on my way. So um, anyhow, I hope you have a great Halloween. Uh, I'm actually heading out with the kids tonight. We have like snow expected tonight. Harper, my daughter who's 10, is going to be uh, Ron Weasley because she wants to take her rat, uh, Gizmo, with her. And she was looking for a costume that would uh, could be accessorized with a rat. Of course, Ron had his, you know, from Harry Potter, had his rat scabbers. Um, so, and then Griffin is going to be a witch who holds a yield sign. So he's complex like that. And Jay was not in this episode, uh, but I will be stopping at Jay's. We're going to do the old school Halloween. Since this is, we're not going to go into a neighborhood and, and like just let the kids loose. Uh, we're going to do what I did growing up when I lived out in the middle of nowhere, which I kind of still do now, where we would just drive to the houses of people we know. So we would be kind of warm and we would go in and visit and we would just visit a couple places, but they would give us lots of candy. So hopefully uh, Jay is in the giving spirit and gives us lots of candy and maybe some booze for the adults. So wherever you are in the world, uh, I hope you're having a happy Halloween. It is uh, kind of kicks off the season of giving when we give candy to kids, I guess, or we demand it. So um, happy Halloween. Have a great week.